Today we are back for part two of should you rent or should you buy your home? In the last video, we drilled down on a lot of on the fundamentals and considerations to go through when making this huge decision. Today's economic environment is unlike anything we've seen for decades. So making this important decision and making sure you go through the considerations on your own for your situation is extremely important. If you wanna check out part one, check out the description below and also subscribe so that you don't miss our multi-part videos in the future. For those that don't know me, my name is Nick D'Angelo with Saint Investment Group. We currently have over 150 million assets under management in real estate assets. And we're currently raising an additional 100 million. I make these videos because financial education is extremely important and I believe investing is the number one way to financial freedom and I want you to have that information. As a reminder, I'm not a CFA, CFP, accountant, attorney, etc. So please check with your professionals on your situation and your details before making any major financial decisions on your own. Let's jump in. All right, so today we're jumping into part two where we're gonna jump into two examples in two different cities with real numbers, whether you should rent your home or buy your home. And for this analysis, we're gonna be using the rent versus buy calculator on nerdwallet.com. We're not affiliated with NerdWallet at all whatsoever, but I liked their calculator the best because it takes into consideration many other things that many other calculators did not such as your opportunity cost on the money that you have for your down payment, the inflation rate, and many other minor market factors that most other calculators didn't consider. All right, so for our first example, we're gonna use Birmingham, Alabama. Why? Because it's slightly below the national average of home value with an average home price of $265,000. The national average home price value is gonna be around $340,000. So if you look here at Birmingham, we have the home price at $265,000. We've also input the 20% down payment of $53,000. As with any market, this down payment is pretty significant when you consider that the average income in the United States is around $60,000 to $65,000 a year. For the mortgage interest rate, we're going to put 5.5% because that's about average on what we're seeing for bank rate today for a purchase of a home this price. Loan terms, we're gonna do a 30-year fixed rate mortgage, pretty standard for a purchase. And the comfortable monthly rent for the comparison numbers, we're gonna put in for $1,214, which is the average rent that I found in Birmingham, Alabama after doing some quick research. Now we're gonna jump into more options. For property tax rate, we're gonna put in 1.35%. I believe that's auto-generated by NerdWallet because we talked previously that 1% was about the peg. I think they adjusted that specifically for this market. No HOA fees, we don't wanna complicate it. Homeowners insurance, home repairs and renovations. So home repairs and renovations, we have half a percent each. This adds up to the 1% in maintenance costs that we talked about in the previous video that are about average that you should peg for your home maintenance annually. Marginal income tax rate, that's a plug number. I'm not sure what yours is specifically, but that's a good plug number. Renter's insurance, good plug number for now. Here's where it gets interesting. Buyer's closing costs, four, selling costs, six. These are the fees that you incur by just trying to sell a property. Pretty significant when you think about it, and this is money that is not going back to you. Rent security deposit, one month is pretty standard. Home value appreciation. So for the last 25 years in my research, I found that 3.8% was the average home value appreciation in the United States over the last 25 years. So we're gonna include that in there. 
Some markets, especially recently in the last handful or even the last decade, have appreciated much more than 3.8%, but that was a crazy bull market. And we can't rely on that to go into the foreseeable future. We're already seeing some markets backslide off that or even go down and tick down in their home appreciation, their home values. Rent appreciation, we're gonna do 3%, pretty standard for a lease renewal to increase by 3% or have automatic annual increases of 3%. Now here's where it gets interesting. General inflation, 9%. That's why I like this nerd wallet calculation because it includes things like general inflation. The last report to come out from the Fed was 9.1 annualized inflation, and that has continued to tick up even with their interest rate increases. So we are including 9% for general inflation so that we get the most accurate numbers for today. Annual return on cash. This is also an important feature of this calculator because what it does is tell you how much you could be making if you took that down payment and put it somewhere else. We're gonna use an 8% plug number here. The same income fund is 8%. This is very achievable through that. And so we're just gonna plug that in as the number. Tax filing status, that's your personal tax filing. We're gonna keep it individual as the standard. And this is also important, household income of 200,000. $200,000 of annual income is one piece of an accredited investor status. So that's what we're gonna plug in here because accredited investors have a wide range of investment opportunities. So that's the other half of that 8% number. If we're gonna put in that 8% plug number, then we also wanna make sure that our numbers are based on an accredited investor status. Capital gains tax rate, we're gonna use that as a plug number. It's, it's what NerdWallet automatically generated for this. So as you can see, we've completed all the plug numbers. Now, we have a full chart here and we have a cost breakdown per month and total costs. In this situation in a market whose home values are lower than the national average slightly, aka Birmingham, Alabama, with a home price of 265,000 and a comfortable rent of $1214 per month, you have a break even at year 7. So basically, if you were to stay in your home for seven years or more, then buying is cheaper than renting. This is a unique market because it's below the national average for home value. So it's a good example compared to our next one. However, if you're gonna stay in your home for less than seven years, then there's factors that come into play here that you need to consider. It's gonna be that 4% buyer closing costs every time you purchase a property, and that 6% seller closing costs that the seller incurs when they sell a property. But for that reason, it gets more expensive when you start selling and buying homes more commonly, more frequently. Most people look to appreciation to bail them out of those increased costs of those transactions. But the reality is like we talked about in the last video, one of the metrics to decide if this is an emotional or a strategic decision for you is, are you okay purchasing a home that would never appreciate? If that was gonna stay at the same value for your entire life or for a decade, would you still wanna buy that? If the answer is no, then you need to think more strategically about this and consider the 4% buyer's fees and the 6% selling costs that go along with any transaction. As you can see, in short, in Birmingham, Alabama, if you use the average numbers for that market, if you're going to live in that home for less than seven years, then it's actually cheaper to rent in that market versus buy. Let's jump into the second example. All right, for this second example, it's gonna be much more extreme. This is an example of a home that I saw in my neighborhood recently in Newport Beach, California. These numbers are very different from the national average, and this is not me saying this is the home that I live in. This is just an example from an extreme neighborhood in an extreme market to show the difference of below the national average for home price 
and well above the national average for home price and how that can affect the rent versus buy equation. So we've already plugged it in for Newport Beach, California. Here. The home that I'm using for an example today is going to sale for $3 million. The down payment, which is 20%, is $600,000. Can you imagine what you could do with $600,000 if you took that money for investments? Just a side note, but I just wanna keep pointing that out. $600,000 for a down payment. The mortgage interest rate, we're gonna do 5.5%. Again, that's the average that we were seeing on bank rates, we're gonna use that. Loan term, we'll use a 30-year fixed number. The comfortable monthly rent for the house that we're using in this example is $7,000 per month. That means it's expensive either way. The monthly rent's very expensive, the purchase price is crazy expensive, so which one is the better option, period? We'll plug in the standard plug numbers, property tax, 1.35%. That's a plug number for NerdWallet for this market, I believe. No HOAs, homeowner's insurance is a plug number, home repairs, 0.5%, renovations, 0.5%. Those, again, total 1% for the total average maintenance fees of about 1% for your home if you own it. Marginal income tax rate, we'll say 25%. That's a plug number by NerdWallet here. Renter's insurance, buyer's closing costs, selling closing costs at 6%, one month rent security deposit, Home value appreciation, 3.8%. Again, that's the national average over the last 25 years. So we want ups and down markets in our average of the number that we're gonna plug into this. So 3.8%. Rent appreciation, about 3%. That has been the average as well. And that is pretty common for annual increases in leases and annual renewals. We see that all the time. General inflation, again, technically it's 9.1% in the most recent Fed report. But we're gonna put down 9% here. And the annual return on cash, we're gonna plug for 8%. Basically, what could that $600,000 do if it was invested into something that was making 8% versus into the house? For household income, again, we'll plug in $200,000 because that is a requirement for accredited investor status. So we're gonna plug in 200,000. Again, accredited investors have a wider range of investment options. So that's why we want this here, so that this person who'd be buying this expensive house has many options, and we wanna make sure that they're an accredited investor for that. Capital gains tax, 15%. That is a plug number as well. The final numbers on this for a very expensive home in an expensive market in Southern California. Looking at essentially that buying will never be cheaper than renting in this market. It will essentially never make sense in this market. I'm gonna scroll through here so that you can see some different years. At year two, your total rent paid would be 155,000, but your total purchase amount out of pocket would be $568,000, significantly more. So let's speed this up. Let's go to year 10. At year 10 for this home, the total rent you will have paid is $585,000, and the total you would have come out of pocket to purchase is 1.35 million to live in this home for 10 years as a purchase. If you speed this up over time, we'll go all the way to 30 years and speed it up to the end, you are looking at a total rental amount of $952,000, almost a million dollars to live in this home for 30 years. But you are looking at a total cost over 30 years to buy it of 2.5 million dollars. So it's over twice as expensive in this example to purchase this home than it is to rent it over that 30 year loan period. Those numbers are 
insane. Those numbers are crazy. So this is a great tool, this Nerd Wallet Rent Versus Buy Calculator. I highly recommend drilling down into this. There are some of the standard numbers included in here so that you get an idea of national averages, help you in your calculations as you work through your own numbers in the Rent Versus Buy equation. So what does that mean? You just saw an example of two very different markets, one that was below the national average for home value and one that was above the national average for home value. As you can see in those, the numbers played out very differently. So my number one recommendation is run the numbers in your specific market so that you know for sure what it would look like for you to rent versus you to buy. So in our first video, we went through all the fundamentals and all the details of how to make this decision and why. In this video today, we went through two real life examples with real plug numbers that you can use and why we use those as well. The question is, what's the conclusion? Is it better to rent or is it better to buy the house that you live in? And like many things in finance, it depends. It depends on a few things. Your financial situation, the market that you are in, and your market's rent versus buy dynamics as it relates to rental pricing and home appreciation. For my personal recommendations, if you live in a market where buying is actually more strategic than renting, and you don't plan to invest your down payment, you just prefer to plug that into a home and never invest those dollars, then I recommend you buy the home. I think that's a much smarter decision in the long run. On the other hand, if you live in a market where renting is actually cheaper than buying, then my formal recommendation definitely would be to rent and invest that money in things that give you a higher return than what you'd get from buying a house. That way you get to rent and save some of that money and save that down payment particularly and invest those monies into different assets and into different opportunities that can pay you more money over time and even over the long run. The third scenario is if you live in a market where buying is actually cheaper than renting, but you absolutely want to be the most strategic and, and you believe that your investment can yield higher returns than a down payment on a house and that property appreciation, then I would recommend you invest in that situation and you rent instead and you aggressively save your money and invest your money. For those that do have a high interest in investing, tying up such a significant amount of your cash can be a huge risk because once that's tied up in a property, it's very hard to access it without expensive loans that are well above market. So those are my own conclusions from the numbers and the research here. Leave a comment below if you have questions or you have different Leave a comment below if you have questions or comments on everything that we've been through in the last two videos. Also, definitely like and subscribe to our channel so that you can keep in touch so that you're in the loop on all of our multi-part video series on great topics that really help you through financial, on really great topics that help you through complicated financial matters. Thanks for checking it out today and we'll talk to you guys soon. All right guys, I hope that was helpful for you going through a few examples of different markets and how they impact the rent versus buy question and also seeing what numbers we would plug in for each of those and why. If you have any questions on this, leave a comment below and we're happy to circle back with you with some good answers. Subscribe and like so that we can get you more of these multi-part episodes so that you can learn in depth different skills to analyze things for your financial life.